The Pickleball Show is brought to you by PBX Club. PBX stands for Pickleball Excellence. Join today and get the latest pickleball tips and strategies, news, and opinion. Save money on paddles and other equipment with coupon codes to online pickleball retailers. Get travel discounts to tournaments and a whole lot more. How much does it cost to become a PBX Club member? Well, it's free. Just go to freepbxclub.com. That's freepbxclub.com. There's even a link in the show notes for this episode. FreePBXClub.com. PBX Pickleball Excellence. Join the club. It's free. This is Gail Leach, author of The Art of Pickleball, and here's the host of The Pickleball Show, Chris Allen. Thank you, Gail, and welcome to the show dedicated to helping you play better pickleball while having even more fun and meeting new friends who share your passion for this great sport. My name is Chris Allen, joining you today from Asheville, North Carolina. And what do you say? Let's walk on over and see whose paddle is in the fence today. From Kansas City, it's Mickey Collins. Mickey, how are you today? Doing great. You're in the Midwest, now on the East Coast in South Jersey. We've got Denise Donald. Hey, Denise. Hey, Chris. How are you doing? Doing well. Thank you for making time for us today. Now, you are both USAPA ambassadors, correct? Yes. Yes. I know that uh, one of the main duties of an ambassador is to grow the sport in their area and was wondering what kind of experience. I know, Mickey, you've been an ambassador, I think, longer than Denise. What kind of words of wisdom do you have to pass along to Denise in terms of growing the sport? Well, Denise, the one thing that I have found is that you really have to grow it outside of the circle. Taking who you know and moving them to a different venue is really not growing the uh, sport. And I'm finding that out uh, as well. Uh, you have to actually go out and recruit new people as opposed to having your people that you already know. Because I've opened up, let's see, one, two, three, four, five, six, eight different courts. I have eight courts going now that I can actually pin my name to. And uh, I need to recruit new people in order to fill the courts. What's the best method to get new people involved? You know what? It's just every opportunity you get. Say, hey, do you know what the game of pickleball is? And 99% of the time, they do not know what it is. Mm -hmm. Uh, So there's still a huge amount of uh, opportunity for this game here in the metropolitan Kansas City area. Yeah, a lot of times I know there's a great book, one of my favorite books, uh, called Made to Stick by Chip and Dan Heath. And uh, you may may remember the cover. It's orange and it's got a piece of duct tape on the on the front of it. You might see it in bookstores, but uh, they talk about in that book, The Curse of Knowledge. And it's when, when you know something, it's it's hard to remember what it's like to not know it. And uh, like when you know about pickleball and it's and it's just such a big part of your life, uh, it's easy to forget that a lot of people have never even heard of it who would really love it if they only knew about it. What's the scene like there in South Jersey, Denise? Well, actually, people have been very responsive to pickleball. I've, we started with about eight players and we went to a tennis court where we lined it with masking tape. When the township mm-hmm. redid the courts, they got word of it. So they painted pickleball lines on the court for us. This year, they went out and they got a grant to build us three pickleball courts onto a uh, existing basketball court no one was using. Oh, great. So dedicated courts. Dedicated courts here. We have another town in Haynesport, New Jersey, building six dedicated courts because of a gym teacher there. He has 50 kids under 25 who play. Mm-hmm. So they're going to be building six courts. We're building three. We have a croc center and another town, uh, Moorestown, uh, the gym. Basically, we did take our, our existing players and have them start new places. We're getting about 20, 25 people 
at each venue. So it's still in the process of growing, but I can't be happier with the way the townships and the the county has responded to us. Now, how do you, it seems like sometimes it might be a tough sell to take uh, your core group that uh, are are probably some of your top level players and they might not want to be split apart. They might not want to be fractured, even if it would help to grow the sport. They want to stay and play with, you know, the people that they're familiar with and, and are on the same skill level. And they don't really want to go out and play with a bunch of beginners and teach remedial pickleball. Uh, is, that a, is that a tough sell? Do you run into that as a challenge? <laughs> yes, I do. Um, we, most of our group uh, that we started with are senior citizens. So there are more recreational players mm-hmm. than, than the highly competitive players. Uh, they still play together uh, at different venues here and there. The problem I think we're having is we're playing eight times a week. So there's too many opportunities for everybody to play. Mm-hmm. That can also become an issue when you start getting lower numbers because, well, I can only come Tuesday, but not Thursday. And, right. You know, that, that turns into an issue. Well, my township of Cherry Hill is offering, and we're starting this Tuesday night, a beginner's class. So they're putting beginner classes into the recreation programs, and I have myself and another volunteer who's going to be teaching, and we have 16 in this class coming up, and you know, eventually we'll find talent in there, and they'll move into some other group and another group, and we'll start. And it just it, we wear pickleball shirts everywhere we go. We talk about pickleball. <laughs> we tell people on yep. the street about pickleball. I keep pickleball mm-hmm. videos on my phone. To show people when oh, that's they a good idea. Them. That's a real yeah, good idea because everybody asks, and you can describe it. But a picture really, in a, uh, if a picture is worth a thousand words, a video is worth ten thousand words because um, yeah. you can say, "Well, it's like tennis, but it's on a smaller court, and you use a paddle instead of a racket." But if you could just show them here, here you go. This is what it is. That's a great idea to have a reference video on your phone. Yeah, they just like say, oh, it. "It looks like fun. I've got to try that." It's like, well, here we are. This here's, and I made up cards mm. that tell tell them the time and place we play. And oh, perfect. Yeah, that's a that's a real good idea. Now, one thing, too, that uh, I think that uh, you run into when you are trying to get new people involved in the sport is you never know, uh, you know, which which ones are going to really embrace it and want to learn to play. And and others just maybe they keep showing up, but they just want to show up and uh, and just kind of bat the ball around or or, you know, play little tennis, I usually call it. These people that just want to stay at the baseline the whole time and just and just slam the ball. What do you do? Is there a way to, to do you have any tricks as to kind of figuring out, you know, separating the ones that you think are going to go farther than the ones who just want to, you know, show up and not really commit to learning the game? Oh, I tell you, that's uh, a frustration. And it's, it's almost uh, embarrassing to say that sometimes there is just some folks I just really wish I wasn't playing against. And that's, I'm, I'm kind of, like I say, embarrassed to say that. Yeah, I know. What those, those, those are those folks that, that I I know I was probably one of those guys that they, people thought of says, oh, my God, not that I'm not another newbie, you know, Uh <laughs> But it didn't, but I had a lot of paddle sports experience behind me, and so I took to it pretty well. Well, uh, and there are and, people. There are people that show up and, and they ask questions, and they say, you know, and 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 they are engaging because a lot of times you don't want to just start volunteering things if if people aren't asking you for advice. You don't want to go up and say, oh, you need to get to the line. You need to come up, you know, and and so you just wait and you hopefully you know you wait till they ask you, and then it kind of gives you that entree to where you can say, yeah, you know, you want to do it this way. 
way or that way. Mm-hmm. But sometimes they show up week after week after week after week and never just just they show up and do their thing and leave and never never have any curiosity as to why they're you know why they keep losing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, it, yeah, they there's uh, yeah, I agree and it and it's those are important people to have it around as well. I mean, we need our you know a uh, organization has those type of people. Uh, an organization has leaders like the folks that you're talking to on these shows. Uh, and uh, we have people that, uh, you know, fill in the spaces uh, in between. You get in there and do your best with, with, what, with what you have. And, and, it's, uh, and not forget and lose sight that this is a recreational game here on these Tuesday mornings and Wednesday mornings. Uh, and they're coming out to socialize, which we really promote. And it's not always a, you know, competition. Yeah, it is hard to, to keep that in mind sometimes. Sometimes you really want to play with people better than you all the time. I, it, the most fun is when you're the the weakest link on the court because playing with people that are better than you, uh, you can't help but get better. And it's just so much fun to see shots that you never even dreamed were possible. But now that you know that you know you can do that with that with the ball, that you think, all right, well, I want to do that too. And so that's the most fun. And and uh, you know it can get kind of dry at times to constantly play with people that are uh, you know in the beginning level because sometimes you just want to go out there and and you know play with people that are, are as good or better than you and just have the time of your life doing it that seems to be what everybody wants to do is play up and we have right. a problem of even that the threes don't want to play with the beginners right. and you have trouble getting everybody to play together and play nice mm-hmm. uh, it is mm-hmm. a game and um, I've already threatened to take the balls and go home <laughs> uh, <laughs> <laughs> because we have That's people you sitting are. out that nobody will play with. And and it's sure. embarrassing and it's aggravating. And you were all a beginner at one point. Nobody started off experienced. Nobody started out as a 5-0. And you just have to get them on there. You know, some people, they do just want to come and play and hit. And that's about it. They don't really want to take any advice or anything. They're just there to get some exercise. Mm-hmm. And that's, that's okay. fine. But I I've, I've have a little pickleball players of South Jersey page on Facebook. And I tend to post videos of some of the 5.0 players and some of the, the drills and some of the teaching tips and stuff like that. And when they look at them, they're like, where do you find this stuff? And it's like, I look for it. (laughs) I look for it because uh, some of you really want to do it. And as far as that player that stays in the back hitting from the baseline, I don't want to play with them either. If I can't see them out of my peripheral vision, I don't know where my partner is on the court. Mm -hmm. I don't know where I need to cover. I will just think them to death because if they want to stay in the back, let them keep running forward and running forward because (laughs) there's – you're trying to teach them a game is played at the line, mm-hmm. <clears throat> not the service line. Yeah, and <laughs> sometimes, line. yeah, that's the only way to teach them is to is to keep exposing that weakness. They, they get aggravated, but eventually they begin to learn that they need to come up to the net, and it's just really difficult when you can't find your partner on the court without turning around. Yeah, that, and plus, if they if they want to stay back, they tend to get all the balls hit to them because the other team wants to keep them back, and you're up exactly. you're up at the line trying to play it. <laughs> you play it your way, and then you're not you're just standing there the whole game. <laughs> I got a Snickers. You're not going anywhere for a while. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah. Have you tried um, separating the the courts into different different levels and say say uh, you know this court is beginner level, this court is intermediate, and this court over here is advanced? No, I have. <laughs> well, yeah. we have we at the Croc Center. I can have six courts, so I'm I'm able to do that. I'm able to give. 5.0 is a singles court, and I'm able to give advanced a court and a beginner's court, and then some for the intermediates. 
The problem when we play at the other venues is we have two courts. Oh, okay. And you can't tell this one that they can't play on that one because everybody just... It's a free-for-all. Yeah, pretty much. It's open play, and you just line up your paddle and play with whatever spot opens. Mm-hmm. Interesting. And and some, t- some places do a combination where they'll say, like, from, from 10 until noon... You know these courts or these or these specific levels, and then from noon until one, it's just all open. Everybody can play with everybody else because you know just just, just like there's a responsibility for the more skilled players to you know play some games, not every game, but some games with the beginner players. There's also a responsibility when you're a beginning player not to constantly bug the you know the the higher level players you know to to play with them constantly. You know, if you can, if you're a beginner player and maybe you get one or two games, you know, with the higher level players, then then that's good. And, uh, you know, don't expect them to play every game with you. It's a two way street. I think there's responsibility on both sides of it. Where the etiquette comes in when you walk over and say, do you you think maybe today I could get one game in with you guys? Mm -hmm. And when you ask that way, it's kind of hard for them to say no. Uh, if you sit there and you insist on playing with the five O's and you're certainly not that level, you are going to ruin the game. Right, right. <laughs> you, you are. All of a sudden, the five O players all have to go to the restroom at the same time. Oh, <laughs> been there, been there. <laughs> I'm going to get some water. I got to check my, uh, got to check my phone. Uh, right, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, and you brought up a good point earlier, too. You know, everybody's so gung-ho on growing the sport and getting people involved. But you said something I thought was real interesting was that sometimes you can have too many opportunities to play. And um, we went through that. In my 30s, I played uh, volleyball at my local rec center. And um, we, we would play Sunday afternoon and Wednesday nights. And it was that way for years. And it was you know 7 to 10 Wednesday nights and then 4 to 7 Sunday afternoon. Afternoon, and you knew if you wanted to play volleyball, you had to come one of those two times. Mm-hmm. And and it, it got so popular, we were rotating in people and had you know three teams and stuff like that. And and uh, so we said, oh, you know, this is so popular, let's add a night. So it's like, okay, you know, now now Monday nights we can play. And then it it but it it diluted the uh, the attendance. Because it it didn't do it quite as much, but then we added a Thursday night, and then that just ruined the whole thing. Because then everybody's, it's like a, you know, well, I don't need to catch this bus because another one will be coming by in 15 minutes. And so a lot of people, you know, they they either wouldn't come because they could always come the next night, or... They, uh, you know, we'd get four people that came this night and then the other four, you know, that came the next night and we never had enough to get two teams going. That was what I was, you know, speaking to earlier is that uh, you have to recruit. Uh, If you're going to go out and make new courts or uh, open up a new venue, you're not going to get the group that you're hanging around with. Their their history. You're gonna have to build your own in that in that new venue. Makes sense, Mickey. Any other uh, tips or uh, words of wisdom in terms of growing the sport? Well, uh, more importantly, I think is just to keep talking it up, spread the spread the word that uh, pickleball is a fun game. Uh, it's a social game. Uh, it's easy to pick up. Uh, it's great exercise. Keep talking the, the what it's all about and why you're so enthused about it, and your enthusiasm will uh, will continue that, and the sport will continue to grow. Sounds good. Well, thank you both for joining me today. I appreciate it. Mickey Collins in Kansas City, Missouri, and Denise Donald in Cherry Hill, New Jersey. Thank you both. Look forward to talking to you again. Thanks, Chris. Thanks.
So what are your thoughts about what we discussed today? We'd love to hear from you. Email us anytime. Mail at pickleballshow.com. That's mail at pickleballshow.com. That's where you can find us on the internet too, pickleballshow.com. We're on Facebook as well, facebook.com slash pickleballshow, uh, twitter.com slash, wait for it, Pickleball Show. <laughs> we make it easy for you. And we'd love to hear from you anytime on any of those places. Also, head over to iTunes if you get a chance. Hit the subscribe button, which means you'll never miss an episode. Plus, if you feel it's appropriate, leave us a five-star review, which helps boost us up in the rankings, makes it a lot easier for other pickleball players to find this show. I'm Chris Allen. This is the Pickleball Show. And until next week, keep them low. The Pickleball Show is brought to you by PBX Club. PBX stands for Pickleball Excellence. Join today and get the latest pickleball tips and strategies, news and opinion. Save money on paddles and other equipment with coupon codes to online pickleball retailers. Get travel discounts to tournaments and a whole lot more. How much does it cost to become a PBX Club member? Well, it's free. Just go to freepbxclub.com. That's freepbxclub.com. There's even a link in the show notes for this episode. FreePBXClub.com. PBX Pickleball Excellence. Join the club. It's free.